0: You are now listening to WWC 106.9 FM, Fairborn Dayton, Dayton's right choice, or you can catch us online at WWC 106.9.org.
1: Blue, you're my boy! Warning, this episode of Ohio is on Fire contains strong opinions and viewpoints that belong to the host and guests that appear on Ohio is on Fire. This show contains entertainment and honesty that reaches extreme levels. Please do not try this at home. Tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel okay. Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. My name is Elizabeth Holford, and I'm the executive director at Equality Ohio. I have a First Amendment. Equality Ohio? And these
0: officers want me to leave this position just because you got Cameron.
1: Equality, Ohio. Witnesses say during a heated confrontation, a health care reform opponent had his pinky finger bitten off when he stuck it in a health care reformer supporter's face. Police say the 65-year-old man picked up his finger and drove himself to Los Robles hospital, where they're now trying to reattach it. Police tonight are searching for the biter who ran from the scene. Silence! I can't take no more. Fire, fire, fire! Let's just talk. Listen, I'm sorry. You're highly professional at what you do. Get here re- I'm so person- Saving the innocent from corporate radio. This is the show where Ohio Froze Down. Ohio is on fire. Yes, it is Monday September no, it ain't even September anymore. It's October. October of two thousand eighteen. We're here live in Dayton, Ohio for a brand new episode. Of Ohio is on fire and this is episode 174 overall. Of course here at Wright City University I've done well over 100 of these and I did some others elsewhere but that's another story for another time. Number 174. So I'm doing very well in life to get that far with this franchise. But yes, we are live on the radio. And of course, you might be listening by a podcast. I am in a podcasting space now. And I have an announcement about that coming in a little bit. But I want to start out um, with some weird news here in the state of Ohio because we're all about what's happening in Ohio, the good things that are happening. And um, sometimes we talk about serious things as well. Sometimes we talk about weird things. And I want to get into something really weird. Um, so, um, but it was an article Ohio Bar loses alcohol license after accepting food stamps. For lap dances, this happened back on September 23rd, so I'll talk about some highlights of this article and overall what happened, but undercover agents brought heroin, they, they, they bought heroin, cocaine, and lap dances during five-month investigation. A strip bar in Ohio has lost its liquor license after officials discovered that food stamps were allegedly being used to pay for drugs and lap dances on the premises. Um, Sharky's Lounge in the city of Dayton was the subject of a five-month-long investigation in which agents from the Ohio Investigative Unit were said to have been able to exchange over $2,000 worth of food stamps to buy all the drugs, including methamphetamines methamphetamines, and lap dances. The issue was that food stamps were used, um, and um, because, well, of course, the big issue was drugs as well, but um, even if there were no drugs involved with this, one of the big issues was that the food stamps were used to buy these lap dances. Um, and, of course, in the state of Ohio, um, lap dances, they are against the law. I it's, am it's, no, not, not lap dance. I said it wrong. I meant um, food stamps. It's, um, you can't use food stamps for anything else other than to purchase groceries for the purpose that they were made for. Um, if you sell them, um, for any reason, like say you sell them to get baseball tickets or you sell them to get lap dances at a dirty local bar, um, that is against the law. Um, and that was a big no, no. Now with that being said, um, there are probably were some alternatives to be had. Like if they really, if these people, they got the lap dances, they really wanted it that badly. There were alternatives that could have kept them from going to prison. They could have avoided trouble altogether. There are some technical um loopholes as they say. But say you get a baseball collection and you find that woman who really loves baseball and she wants that Mickey Mantle rookie card. And she's willing, she is free free and willing able to give a lap dance to said person who has that Mickey Mantle rookie card, then there you go. That would be legal. You can give a baseball card to someone, not just a woman, any guy. Maybe you're into guys. I don't know. You can do that. Um, involved, you can do it as long as it doesn't involve, um, like, exchange of drugs or, of course, in this case, food stamps, as we're talking about from this story. And, um, and of course, money. Now, lap dancing isn't considered prostitution, because it's not a considered a sexual act of sorts, although it can be like if, it, if, the, if the lap dance was unwilling, that could be sexual assault. But it's not exactly, but it's not sex, because then it'd be prostitution if that, if that were the case. Um, that's which is why nightclubs around here, certain strip clubs, they do allow for paid lap dancing, and it's will. And for the record, it's willing. Like these women that do this, they are willing to do this. Um, they're not being forced. And so it's consensual pretty much. But money can be exchanged um, for that because it's not prostitution. It's not considered sex. So I wanted to clear that. I don't know people know the laws around how that works with lap dancing is. Luckily, I've done my homework. Um, but, of course, you had loopholes. Okay, if you don't like baseball cards, say um, you got a nice comic book collection. And you find that stripper that really likes Spider-Man and you two agree to it, then just go for it there. So th- there, there were ways that this could have been avoided, but no. This Sharky's Lounge—it sounds like a pretty bad place. They were doing drugs, they were getting to bar fights, and um, yeah, they took they they took it way too far, and that's unfortunate. And you gotta find that um, there's a great area where you can avoid all of that. But, of course, it's even better if you can avoid being in the grave. you can be as clear as possible, then it's better for all parties involved. So, uh, anyway, you don't hear about that every day. I thought I was just really weird. My name is Daniel Hood, and I am a communication major at Wright State University. You are listening to WWSU, 106.9 FM, Dane's right choice. And we are back with Ohio is on Fire, the show where Ohio froze down. It's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It's now time for O M V P, and that stands for Ohio's most valuable pedestrian. Do 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 do. All right, that's my um, made-up music for O M V P. But it's a segment. Um, it goes. That, that it's like an imaginary award that goes out to a person or a group of people that did something very interesting. In the state of Ohio, or um, they they have some type of close relation to the state of Ohio, whether they're from there or not. Um, that's what this is all about. And there's always a backstory that goes along with OMVP. Um, so let's get to it. of course, this um, article, I got this from the Akron Beacon Journal, Ohio.com. Dover Man visits all 88 Ohio County fairs over a two-year period. This is amazing. Um, so I'll read some of the article. Um, of course, this was written by Lee Elliott. Um, as much as everyone loves a fair, perhaps no one loves them more than John Lyons of Dover, Ohio. Over a two year period, he visited every single one of the 88 Ohio County fairs. Lyons said that when he retired from the Timken Co. in 2015, he knew he was going to need something to keep him busy. In mulling it over, he realized how much he enjoyed going to fairs and decided to see how many he could attend that year. He managed 44 half in a number of counties in Ohio. The next summer, he mapped out the remaining 44 and he visited them all. And here is a quote from Lyons. I judge a fair by its local flavor and agricultural interests. I want to eat the food of local vendors, the bear claws and the hand-cranked ice cream. My absolute favorite is the pork sandwiches at the Tuscarawas County Fair. I usually head for the animal barns first and then the horticulture, the antiques, and the arts. How many people today actually prepare vegetables, jams, and jellies in such a fashion that they can be on display at the fair? If the fair doesn't have local animals shipped by farmers and kids. It's not a real fair. Um, occurs and he had this statement, Unfortunately, many fairs are in decline, Lyons said. Farms are disappearing in some areas, and people are busy with other activities. And um, now the rest of this article... Yeah, there's like six paragraphs left. So it's a nice little story on him. So you can go to slash news, search for um, John Lyons and read the rest of the story because I want to share my thoughts. Um, but yeah, this is um, John Lyons. This is, a, I'm impressed. I was kind of in awe because I, in my lifetime, and I've been around for a little over 30 years. I've probably been to maybe eight county fairs in Ohio. Of course, I didn't know how many they were. Um because I've been to the Green County Fair, to Montgomery County Fair. Um I've been to the there was a fair in Lima, I think it's called the Lima County Fair. No, I don't know if it's a county I don't know the name, but there's one in Lima, Ohio I've been to. But I've been to um there was one in Springfield I've been to. I've been to Ohio State Fair. And I went to one there was another one in Columbus I went to. So I've been to various ones in my life. But I didn't get to all eighty-eight of them like this guy, and you know what? Your passion is your passion. I take it that John Lyons is a farm boy. He grew up in the country, and of course, the fairs. Um, yes, most of these fairs they kind of are. It's kind of like a, a showcase of agri- agriculture life. Um, you know, with horses. Um, I know here in Green County we had the 4-H Club. Um, people from all over the county they bake foods. They have their animals, they have showcases, they have like um, pre handmade clothing. It's kind of like the best of um, country life. That's kind of usually the heart of these fairs. And um, I think people that are like, I like these fairs. I like them for the rides and the foods, of course. There is a lot more to it. And I think it takes a special meaning to someone like, say, a John, a John um, Lyons, um, he, I, I take it that he probably volunteered a lot at fairs when he was younger. I think if he mentioned, yeah, later on in the story, he mentions how he always, um, volunteered as much as he could. He just loved it. I mean, you love what you love. Um, of course he did say that due to economic concerns, a lot of these fairs do have to close down. Um, not all of them, but some have, and that's probably one of the reasons why he went to some, cause I think some of the ones he went to, I think closed down literally two years, after he went. Um, and uh, the big thing is money. I mean, and like anything else, fairs and the movie drive-ins, blockbuster video, anything that you love, you got to go to. Enough people got to go to see these to keep the money coming in. If there's no money, then you can't operate. And that's the unfortunate part of life um, when it comes to something like that. Um, so, yeah, let's just say at the Green County Fair or in the Montgomery County Fair... They ever went under? We had no more fair. I I would be bummed out. A lot of people would be because it's a way to for people to get together. Um, so that's something that whoever runs these fairs they got to figure it out. You got to bring money in, and that's on you to decide that. Um, anywho, but I'm um, John Lyons. What you did was amazing. Um, I think you're the only guy ever to go to all 88 Ohio county fairs in a two year period. I don't have a trophy for you, John Lyons. I don't have a championship belt. I don't have a check for a million dollars. I have something for you that's just as good as all those things. John Lyons, for this episode, you are O-M-V-P, and that stands for Ohio's Most Valuable Pedestrian. Ooh, Ah, round of applause to John Lyons.
0: Hi, my name is Logan Foley. I am a rehabilitation service major here at Wright State, and you are listening to WWSU one oh six nine Dayton's Right Choice.
1: And we're back live with Ohio is on fire. I'm with my guest for this episode. He is quite a quiet talented man. He does stand up comedy. He does um, he's a rapper. He does hip hop. I think he does a backflip or two. I don't know. Maybe we'll find
0: out. But he's here with me now. Is the one only Johnny? Um, well, you'd ask me what what inspires me because I do do a lot of writing. Um, so not only do I do stand up comedy and music, I'm actually starting a sketch show with some other comedians. Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently writing sketches all the time as well. Okay. Um, it's going to be on on DaTV. We're also going to pitch it to Time Warner and we're going to pitch it to Crackle and Hulu and just everybody we can. So um, I, I think the thing that inspires me the most, um, I, I definitely sometimes is marijuana but um we'll just say that the marijuana <laughs> fairy gave this
1: to you because you're not you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to say where you got this from because it's still a gray area in ohio right so right
0: the marijuana fairy got the, you this. The, sometimes the marijuana fairy helps me uh be inspired or just be in tune with myself in the universe a bit and the things that are going on around me um, but mostly i think i i just pull from the universe i pull from like my friends if i'm at a party social event if i'm at a club doing a show, whatever weird things are going on around me, that's where I pull my songs or my inspiration for my jokes about.
1: Well, that is very cool. But I want to know, do you have a favorite writing exercise, like when you do write? Because I know, like, I say that because with me, um, when, I, when I have ideas, I create um, bubbles. I create bubbles. like um, That's what they call them. Like, you write down a word,
0: circle it, and then what other things can you spawn from that bubble? So that's what I do. Gotcha. I'm similar. I have a couple of big dry erase boards in my office Yeah. and I just write down all the ideas on there and yeah. I'll, I'll write, say a big, bold statement. And then I'll put a bunch of bullet points, uh, for like the punch lines or for what I think might, might start working for this joke. I, I mostly been doing comedy for like the last six months. Uh, I haven't did music really haven't been focused on it. I do have a new single going to, it's going to come out soon. I don't really want to say too much about it, but Um, I, I, so mainly I've been writing comedy lately and, uh, the dry erase boards is, is the best thing for me. I used to use notebooks for years on my phone, but you lose it. Something will happen, but this is just always sitting there when I come back home and it's just waiting on me. Right. So I, I think that's what I'd like to use. And that's my, that's probably my best method is just writing on the dry erase boards. All
1: right, cool. Um,
0: now that, now other than your
1: pursuit at your career, you do seem like a normal guy, like an everyday guy. Um, what would you
0: be doing if you was not writing? What do you do with your spare time? I don't have any spare time, Dan. I uh, <laughs> okay. I, I work a regular job, so I, I work a regular 40 hour week. Yeah. And then after that, I'm usually doing comedy like three or four nights a week. Yeah. And then uh, I got I got a couple I got kids and stuff. Yeah. So I'll be home or I don't I don't know. I don't really have any spare time. And if I do, I try to go to the gym. I just try to I try to I'm I'm a person that's like very busy. So I, I gotta have, like, I'm, I'm going to live a chaotic life. So I had to have some sort of discipline structure. So yeah, I just I try see. to fill every time gap in my day with like, if I'm not sweating or doing comedy, then I'm actually at my regular job pretty much, you know? Okay. Um, now
1: I've, I follow you on social media. Sometimes I've heard about you. Um, you've mentioned from time to time that you had trouble drinking well with beer. You drink a little much sometimes, but, did right, there's this, I guess, this, this this new internet challenge called the Sober in October,
0: and you are going to take part in that. Yeah. So I want yeah. to know, what is your goals for Sober in October? Well, I think I more had a problem with pot than I did beer and stuff. Alcohol yeah. wasn't ever really my thing. I, I do maybe drink a little occasionally, like, on social events and things to loosen up before I go on stage. But uh, it's not that I have a problem. I think I just wanted to, like, make a personal challenge for myself. The trend is about a year old it's actually some comedians that I follow, uh, Joe Rogan and Tom Segura, which I yeah. saw you had a picture of Tom Segura out in the lobby. Super cool.
1: Yeah, one yeah. of our
0: DJs talked to him. It was many years ago. That's really so he's been here. I'm a huge fan. So uh, it's cool to be sitting here. He's sat here before. That's really cool. But the, so those guys had a friend that was like an alcoholic, yeah. And then so they kind of created this challenge last year, and then myself, uh, my friend Titus, my friend Nick, my friend AJ. There's a few people that I know this year that are going to participate. Um, it's funny that you mentioned this too, because there's a guy in my social media earlier and he's like a recovering addict Yeah, and he was saying that this is not funny, <laughs> that, 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 uh, being sober is not a trend, but it actually kind of is right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as crazy as that sounds, um, but I think I just needed a moment of clarity. Um, you know, I just, I just wanted a moment of clarity. I wanted some time to, uh, to work on all the things that I work on without the pot and without. Just, I wanted to, just wanted to be clear minded. I think that's what it came down to, for, uh, a, li- for a little while at least, not forever. Like, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Um, they call when you, when you live a life without hard drugs and alcohol. That's called being straight edged. Okay. And of course, me personally, I definitely don't do alcohol or hard drugs. So I mean, I can. It's easy for me because I've done all my life. I can. I've heard others that um that that start drinking at a young age. It can be a real challenge. So I imagine it probably is a challenge for you in some ways. So I, I do wish you luck as you um, try to counter sober in October.
0: I feel better than ever, man. This is, uh, absolutely, this is my second day, and I actually feel I feel amazing. I, I don't think marijuana is as hard of a drug uh, as it used to be. Unless yeah. you grew up in the '60s, then you kind of look at it a little bit different. But yeah, I feel like uh, with the medical trends and uh, just the different things that it's helping people out with, we're starting to figure it out that it's that it's beneficial in some ways. But I've definitely been using it too much. Yeah. <laughs> i see no.
1: <laughs> okay well i have to ask you this um you do do stand-up comedy do you have any uh, memory of the very first comedy show you
0: ever did what was that like okay so i did a show i did an open mic when i was 18 um and i killed i did good yeah but i uh i was more into music so now I'm, i just turned 29 yeah and, and and 10 years later i'm back in the game and uh I, so I went to the the first stand-up show I did since in 10 years was the beginning of this year and I went to an open mic at Wiley's and uh I, I actually I did okay I think I watched it back I did okay they think I did good so as soon as I went to this contest or as soon as I go to the stand-up uh, open mic the same night I get invited to a contest that's in two weeks and they're like yeah hey, you can win a thousand bucks and I'm like wow should I really be competing with these other comedians so my second yeah. time doing comedy ever was me going up against like 10 of Dayton's best comics. Dang,
1: I think you're talking about the fireworks competition. Yes, dude, it was Dang, a great man. competition,
0: too. It all was right. Great. These dudes, I mean, there was no way I was going to win uh, my first, second time doing comedy, but just being amongst all those people and, and, and stuff, it was, it was really cool awesome well, do you remember how you the fireworks competition do you remember where you placed i didn't place there was three oh there's in, only three places Yeah, three places in each show and there was four shows so okay. and then there was a final show that sunday okay um, but no i didn't actually place i thought i did pretty good i had a lot of friends came and support um yeah but it was just like i wasn't prepared to be there there was yeah really, early on the rookie um the rookie nerves i guess what you would call it exactly yes i did i had some rookie nerves those guys definitely had their stuff more polished than i did all right well
1: that that, that, that's a very interesting story yeah that man that's yeah that's some early on that have a big responsibility like that um but i do i'm going to ask you this you you have to dedicate time to stand-up comedy because you dedicate time to your hip-hop career and your rapping abilities how do you balance your time with stand-up comedy and rapping like when
0: you had to focus on those things. So um, I, like I said, I'm kind of taking off of music right now. Okay. It's almost besides the single that I'm working on, which is actually just a publicity thing because this guy made a diss record against me. So I'm kinda, oh, okay. I'm kind of just doing that for that purpose. All right. Um, and I just wanted to hurt this guy's feelings. That's why I made this <laughs> song, literally. But other than that, I'm I'm focused on comedy really hard. I write every day. I'm always coming up with new stuff. I do like four shows a week. I actually have four shows this week. I have, uh, I have I had three shows tonight. Open, they're open mics, but uh, Sunday I'll be at Wiley's October seventh. Yeah, this Sunday I have a showcase um with Sun at Sunday Comics. Uh, I'll also be at the Barrel House. I go there just about every Thursday at eight thirty. Uh, Jason Aldridge runs that, and then Hookah Bazaar. I usually go there at ten p.m. every Thursday, um, and then Mondays I'm usually at Hannah's downtown and then Ollie's in Centerville so I do I do like four or five mics a week I just try to get as much stage time as I can that was the advice that I was given when I first started doing comedy they were like just get as much time as you can keep yes. doing open mics and just keep writing new stuff so uh I, it's it keeps me really busy man it really does yo this is
1: Shinobi Ninja when we don't want to hear the same 10 songs throughout the day we listen to WWSU 106.9 FM, Fairborn, Dayton, Dayton's right choice. Our artist showcase for this week is from Johnny Woods. Um, here is his, his first track. We'll play two tracks back to back. His, the first track I will play is King. So let's go ahead and play that now. You're listening to Ohio is on fire.
0: I never said I'm not a hustler. I never said I'm not the king. I never told you I could trust you. I never said anything. Whoa. I never said I'm not a hustler. I never said I'm not the king. I never told you I could trust you. Yeah. I never said anything. I never said I'm not a hustler. I never said I'm not the king. Whoa. I never said I could trust you. I never said anything. Why could you back to me? You back for me, what you had for me. if you doubt that homie I'm out here go and count that for me that's a thousand I never said I'm not a hustler I never said I'm not the king I never told you I could trust you I never say anything oh, I never said I'm not a hustler, I never said I'm not- all I'm asking you today is that you show me love because even though I made mistakes it is going good so- Ones you grew up with you, 50 people in the crowd, feel like nobody come for you. Mama always told you you could be what you wanted to, so why you fraying You ain't leaving the number two. It's dedication plus a dream, and it's coming true. Singing hits, they gon' play on the ones and twos, but what you waiting on, you need to get it, go run it through. I hope they talk shit, I just got my stomach full. They wanna take it back, but this ain't refundable. I know I act like everything.
1: We we're back live. Ohio is on fire. Johnny Woods, that was some, some impressive stuff I heard there. There's two tracks. So that was really awesome. Lot, man. Oh, you're, oh, you're welcome. All right. Well, I'm glad that you. Yes, I'm glad to have you on. Um, um, now, I talked to you earlier about stand up. You had your first memory of Sam Comney. I want to know when did you get into hip hop music in your life?
0: So when I was a teenager, um, I guess I was like thirteen or fourteen, and uh, my mom's left. She left me in a boys' home, so I was like a foster kid, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like the only white kid in there. Okay. okay? So I had to like adapt, <laughs> and like that's kind of what it that's kind of how it started. Was I started like writing and rapping with the other kids in the home, uh, and then I left there uh, and kind of like moved on with my life or whatever. And uh, but from ever since that moment, like when I started like. Getting recognition from those other kids There was something about that That I didn't have before Like it gave me something that I didn't have before Like whether it was the recognition from other people Or just the power To be able to like manipulate words and stuff it, it just gave me something from a young age. Like, I always knew I was going to be an entertainer ever since then. It, it really, it was comedy for me until then. Yeah. Because like, I grew up watching, like, Kings of Comedy, like, Dave Chappelle, yeah. all that stuff. Like, my, my parents exposed me to Eddie Griffin yeah. and, like, George Carlin when I was really young. So it was always that for me until I discovered music. So do you remember your first your first freestyle rap? it was probably like around that same time actually it was maybe like a year or two later uh my friend uh my friend jesse um lifelong friend we were we he, we used to get on the rta buses before we had cars and we would drive to every hub and we would just stay on the bus all day and meet people and stuff and yeah. like ride around smoking and stuff doing crazy stuff well during that time he would always if he seen like a group of people rapping he would be like come on we're going in there And he would like make me rap battle these guys Like random people I didn't know I would be like 16 these were like grown men And so that's kind of how I got it I got in it and at that time Like 8 Mile was out and like this was like This was popping like yeah. battle rap Was freestyle was really the thing And people still really respect the freestyle I know things are changing as far as like Hip hop and and what they're allowing Nowadays yeah. but I think people still re- Respect the freestyle And that's that's where I came from in that era
1: Yes, yeah, I definitely remember that because um, when I went to high school, um, well, I mean, I guess hip hop has been big for quite some time. But that was some people did like, hey man, do you want to freestyle rap? And others like during during lunch, some kids would get together and they would those that liked rap they would freestyle. And yeah, it's something that people did like um, when they when they they, they, they really liked hip hop. So that's um I can I'm not good at it but there were a few times I freestyled rapped everybody has everyone has I think I think everyone does at least
0: once everybody does man because it's fun it's just rhyming right and if you can catch that beat in that pocket the the last time I freestyled rapped was actually on Saturday night okay and I really I really don't rap much anymore but this guy recognized me. And he was like, dude, I know you from YouTube and stuff. It was the, fir- <laughs> it was the first time I've ever been fanned out on, right? Yeah. He was like really on it. And uh, so he was beatboxing and me and some of my friends were rapping. And he was like, y'all, y'all quit rapping. I want to hear Johnny. And so it got weird, dude. And we yeah. ended up leaving this guy. We ended up leaving. And he like chased our car down the road. And he was like, I want a picture with you. And like dude, it was weird as heck. But yeah. so like that's the first time compared to the very last time I thought that was a cool dichotomy.
1: Yeah, that's a cool experience. So I'll have to ask you about this. I guess in the hip hop world right now, there is a beef between um Cleveland, Ohio rapper MGK, which stands for Machine Gun Kelly, and Eminem. I guess they've been dissing on each other. Do you have any thoughts on this
0: situation? I I really I really think it's it's cool that hip hop is like making uh, mainstream media. I think that's the that's the coolest part about it. All of it is the fact that everyone's talking about this. Yes. Um. And I grew up. I grew up to Eminem, man. I, I like Machine Gun Kelly. He's got some cool stuff. But if you're looking for lyrics and you want substance, the song that Eminem did, "Kill Shot," was, yes. it was phenomenal. It was nothing. You couldn't ask for anything better out of a diss track. Like yeah. in my opinion, I didn't want to hear. Nothing else He said When he said he, he said a couple different things To quote him He said As long as I'm shady You'll have to live in my shadow That right there Killer That was killer to me And then also He said You'll have to bleep Kim In my flannel I'll give him my sand Oh that's from the same line <laughs> Yeah so he said He was He said he was gonna have to Do his old lady In his own shirt and He was gonna give him his sandals And then he was gonna have to Live in his shadow If your name was Slim Shady And then some guy Who wants to be like you Says that And then you use that line You're the greatest ever regardless you're the greatest to me he's one of my favorites yeah he's one of my favorites and uh i feel like that was i I like machine gun kelly's disc don't get me wrong i listened to it 20 times i gave him some (laughs) of those million plays 80 million plays yes but when the kill shot came out man it was a real rap record it wasn't just like for publicity which i feel like that's what mgk did man um so eminem is your favorite rapper i was gonna ask you about who your favorite
1: rappers are
0: probably probably am but i not necessarily because i like a lot of new stuff man i really like drake i like post malone um i'm a fan of bryson tiller he's not really a rapper um the new kevin gates is awesome i'm pretty eclectic when it comes to music it's about i like to hear whatever's happening right now you know i i love eminem but i haven't really been checking for him like i heard kamikaze and stuff just because i respect him so i got on my itunes but I didn't really maybe study it like I should have, but when the Kill Shot record came out, right, and things started happening, I mean, I'm just like everybody else. I want to see what's going on. I got a new favorite artist every week, to be honest, but yeah, I, I think if we're going to go back from my beginnings and say, like, who influenced me the most, it would probably be him. Absolutely,
1: and I'm like that as well when it comes to favorite artists. Like, one week, I'll like one person, and next week, oh, where did this person come from? So, yeah, I think that's always a hard answer. Who's your absolute favorite? Yeah. Because it's always changing. It's evolving. Like Any good music genre is evolving, just like hip-hop. I think it's having its – I mean, that's the wrong thing to say. It's um, evolving like any other genre. Yeah. Like, it's in – like I would say it's in – there's a lot of auto-tuning going on in hip-hop, which I'm not a big fan of auto-tuning, but um, it's just a phase. Something else will come out of it. And then it'll make millions, It's like anything else. I think
0: it's like a transitional thing. I think yes. we're going to a, towards this like space age sound. And that's kind of where yeah. we're headed. We're, headed to, we're all going to be dressed like Star Trek people in the videos. are <laughs> going to be like, wow 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 Oh, that sounds great. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. All right.
1: <laughs> now I want to ask you, what do you hope to accomplish with your music or within the music industry?
0: Uh, I'm never going to not make music. I'm a huge fan of music, and that's why I started doing it. So I'll always make music. I think it would be cool to get a Grammy one day or something. But uh, my main focus, I'm just getting a little bit older, and I'm just, I am just—I find that music is very saturated. There's a lot of people, a lot of competition. Uh, comedy is a little more of, uh, there's slim pickings. There's a little bit more of a niche thing where I could be noticed or discovered more easily, I think. So um, for me, I want I, I want a Netflix special. I want to move to L.A. I want awesome. to take my family and go out there or, or D.C. I, I just I'm going to I'm going to go somewhere where the comedy scene is bigger. Because yeah, even when I was doing music, I, I love Dayton. I love Ohio, but I was always bigger than this place. So I, I was really fortunate to be able to rise to, to heights um, uh, fast and, and and find that out and find out that I was just as good as everybody else. And if not better, um, but I, I just I feel like there's nothing really here for that scene anymore. It's not really, it's not really happening, or it's never really been happening here for music. Like, there's a couple artists that are yeah. doing it pretty independently, feel like they're making moves and stuff. But yeah. nobody's looking at Dayton for that, and nobody's looking at Dayton for much of anything. Anything good in Ohio has yeah. always left Ohio and came back, like the cash register and the pop tab and the plane, and that's how the talent is too. That's, you got to get out of here if you want to, if you want to be seen.
1: I th- will elaborate. Um, I don't disagree with that. Um, I. Th- if you want to start your career like Dayton Ohio, I mean it is a, compared to other small towns, it is a big city, but it's not the big city. Right. Cuz a big places like the Mecca is New York, Los Angeles. And I think the people to live around here they know that. So it's a good beginning of your career place Dayton Ohio, but if you want to make the millions, you got to do you gotta pull LeBron James and go to Miami sometimes. You got to
0: leave, bro. I never hated Bron for leaving. I I think uh, some uh, haters Haters, man, and and this is a place for haters. You know, it is. It's like a, it's professional haters. They live in Ohio. They're good at it. Like they they like it. We're, we get cold and miserable, and we hate things. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just kind of the mentality here, man. It, it, and it's okay. I've I learned to grow with it. It made me tough. It made me tough doing open mics or doing uh, shows in front of twenty people or five people or one person, and yeah. just and just the hate that you get on social media and stuff when you're doing good uh it made me tough man and uh, that's a good thing about this music scene in Dayton and the comedy scene uh you got to do it for you you know yes you got to do it for yourself and once you figure that out then you can kind of find your way I think
1: well that's awesome but I I have to ask you this our time is about up um where can people find you online I'll ask you that first I have it's like a two-parter but where can people find you online
0: okay uh Instagram is uh my favorite probably that I use the most often so that's Johnny Woods Comedy, J O H N N Y Woods Comedy. Okay. I hope they can spell the rest. Now I'll with, make sure to link to that college. when I make the podcast release of this show. So there'll be links. Yeah. So that's my IG. And then you can find me on Facebook, uh, Johnny Woods. Uh, and then I have, if you want to check out my music, I have three mixtapes and I have multiple singles. So there's a lot of stuff that's out there that's never gonna go away. And you can find that on SoundCloud at the real Johnny Woods. Yeah. Um, so there's also I also have another thing uh called Johnny White. Um, so there's a couple pages on there for my old music, and you could always find that stuff. There's a lot of great songs on there. I mean, there really is, but it's just nothing that I'm promoting or pushing currently.
1: Okay, um, but I want to ask you is when are your next performances? Like when? Yeah, what's coming up for you that people could, should care about?
0: So the big thing is going to be this Sunday. I'll be at Wiley's Comedy. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so that's that's a that's a showcase. Uh, and then if yes. people wanted to just come out for free and check out some open mics, I will be at. The Barrel House on Thursday at 8 30. And then also uh at 10 p.m. I'll be on, on Thursday, I'll be at the Hookah Bazaar. And yes. then Wednesday at 10 PM, I will be at the South Park Tavern. So I'm doing three open mics. If somebody wanted to come out, just check out a free show. Uh, but if you want to see a real good show, there's a lot of great comedians uh on the ticket this week.
1: You know, I've been to a few showcases at Wiley's. That's a good show. Man,
0: it's the best. I like the funny bone. Don't get me wrong, but there's just something about Wiley's, man. It's just they show you so much love. The room is very intimate. It's just a yes. great place to perform comedy, man.
1: Yes, it is. It's a really excellent place. And I can confirm, a good friend of mine is Don Smith. He's one of the co-owners of Wiley's, which he wasn't always the co-owner. He had a very interesting history. I, you, you Have you have you done Don Smith's show before?
0: I've not done his show, but I would love you are to, Don. Because you're
1: a comedian. I was wondering, because he, co- he, he does comedy all the time. I only do, I do, I'm like a variety show. Like, I'll do rappers, comedians, models, whoever's interesting. But he does comedy all the time, so maybe he'll might invite you on your show eventually, That'd on his great. show eventually. And I sat
0: next to him last night. If, he doesn't know me because I'm like a new, I'm like a new. Guy. You're new. A lot of these guys have been doing it for years. I've been like I'm six months in. But uh, I sat next to him last night, and uh, yeah, I know Don. That would be great, Don. Bring me on. Come on, buddy. Yes, Don.
1: Well, bring I, back. I'll see Don eventually, <laughs> but I highly recommend you do. You appear on his show at some point. It's up to him, but. Yeah. I think you'd have a good time on the show if you ever get on there. It
0: would be great because I'm sure more comedy fans would probably listen to that as opposed to this. this is more of a music show. Well, I would listen I'm, to your yeah, show I'm a before. am a variety. I yeah, imagine, I've yeah. heard your show before. It's a neat so. Show. Yeah, and that's cool too. No, I'm glad. I, anyway, I'd be glad to be on the radio. I mean, this is this is a great opportunity for me. So,
1: yes. What? So, is this your first radio interview ever? No, I
0: had one, uh, this radio station in Los Angeles a couple years ago. I, oh. won, I won this contest for like this beat thing or something, oh. and they like it was like a over the phone thing. Uh, but yeah. this is my first time in studio, so
1: oh man, well, you're a very talented man. I think you're gonna have if things go your way, you'll have a hundred of these interviews in your life, and it'll be awesome. So, I am, um, well, I was glad to be your first real important interview and it broke my good luck. Good luck what's, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. I mean good luck with everything and hopefully I'll see you perform at some point I don't know when I, I there's all these people I gotta see perform I don't know when I ever will but maybe I'll bump into you sometime and watch you do your thing yeah so Johnny Woods good luck to you and thank you for being on the show
0: thanks for having me man it's been great
1: well you're welcome everyone that was Johnny Woods the man on the rise from this area and he's gonna do big things one day the future of music the of sports, the future of broadcasting, is all right here on WWSU 106.9 FM. David's right choice, and listen to us 24 seven on www.wwsu1069.org. we are playing 1069 songs in a row to celebrate college radio day weekend i want you to drink 1069 bottles of soda and eat 1069 bags of popcorn and continue to listen to wwsu 106.9 fm dayton's right choice welcome back to ohio is on fire and i am daniel diesel and we're getting close to the end of the show so it's now time for final message and for this episode I want to talk about killer clowns or evil clowns or demented clowns. Um, there's various names for them. It's a little scary phenomenon that's um it started taking place it really kind of had an up an uproar back in 2016 and it has continued it does continue at times since then. And it's really scary. But I want to talk if you don't know what killer, killer clowns are, I got a little background on what they do and what the big deal is. Um, so here's this, the 2016 clown sightings, this is from Wikipedia that I'm reading this from. These clown sightings were reports of people disguised as armed evil clowns and in, co- in a, um, in an intimate setting such as near forces and schools. The incidents are reported in the United States, Canada, and subsequently other countries throughout the world. Um, and really got started around August, 2016, that's kind of where the, um, The uprise of this started happening. The sightings were first reported in South Carolina when a 9 year old boy told his mother that two suspicious males dressed as clowns tried to lure him into the nearby woods. By mid-October of that year, clown sightings and attacks have been reported in nearly all U.S. states, nine out of 13 provinces and territories in Canada and 18 other countries. I'll skip down a little bit. Um, by mid October, 2016, in the wake of hundreds of clown sightings in the United States and Canada, the phenomenon had spread from North America to Europe, Israel, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, and South America. So this was something that unfortunately spread a little bit. And of course, here's, um, we'll talk a little bit about what happened in the United States as that's where I'm at, of course, for the, if we have any international listeners, um, after originally occurring in South Carolina, the sightings and threats spread to more than four-fifths of the country states, the District of Columbia, and the territory of Puerto Rico. And let me look down and see what happened in Ohio, and then I'll share my thoughts. On September 27, at around 2 in the morning, a woman called Lancaster Police and reported that she had been a, seen a clown with a large kitchen knife in his hands. Witnesses at the location told police that they had seen two clowns one wearing a gold suit with balloon, and the other wearing all black. Police failed to find them. On September 29, a woman was attacked while on her porch while she was smoking. She claimed that a man dressed as a clown grabbed her throat and said, I should just kill you now. The victim also stated that he said that some students and teachers would wish they were never born at the junior and senior high schools today. That prompted Reading School Superintendent Chuck La Feta to cancel Friday classes in the area, prompting private local school M- Mount Notre Dame to close as well. Also junior high school was arrested. I'm sorry. Also a junior high school student was arrested after making a clown related fret using the internet on Sunday, October 2nd of 2016, a total of seven people were arrested in Cincinnati over clown related threats. These clowns were charged with inducing panic for allegedly suggesting a clown clan to stand on their schools. On October 4, a Speedway gas station in Dayton was robbed by three individuals, one wearing a surgical mask, one a Guy Fon's mask, and one a clown mask. In response to various incidents, the sheriff of Dark County, Toby Spencer, posted a challenge to those who might consider pulling a clown prank that, in quotes, as of today, we have issued 6,129 concealed carry permits in Dark County alone. You may also ask yourself, how your luck will be today. And then of and then the last sentence, it was fought that clowns would visit a school in Louisville, which prompted a police investigation. So that's what happened in Ohio. Now, apparently they've, they've died down some since 2016, but it happens sometimes. And, of course, it mostly will happen in October if it is to happen because it's at the time of year. Um, so, yes, I, I'm concerned with young kids because it'd be scary for anyone. But these people, um, these killer clown people, they are a hate group. They are sick and twisted in the head. We, it's important that um, if you do see a killer clown, definitely call the cops. And the places that these killer clowns most, most, mostly do their damage, like mostly they don't go to public places like schools or libraries or any public building. A lot of these clowns, are they go into houses that are out in the country. They're on the side of the road. Um, where there's a lot of um, there's not a lot of traffic and these are premeditated these s- sick clown people um they um, it's a mo- it's a it's a sick sick and evil movement um, these people meet up they plot they plot out where they can go to do the most damage and to terrorize people and it's very disgusting it's very un- unfortunate that these things do happen um really um, my advice, Really, the only place I'd be concerned to go into would be all by yourself, going out and at night. These happen close at night, too, where you can hardly see people. Yeah, I would suggest not going out in the middle of the country at night by yourself because that's where you're at the highest risk. You know, of course, I'm a big believer do not live in fear. So definitely do not live in fear of these people. It's It's just something else that causes people to constantly worry and to not go out and live, live, live the best life possible. Um, definitely ignore them. I mean, there's ways to ignore them. Have a, If you are going to go to a place that you think is highly risky, have a cell phone on you or have a person who will have a cell phone on them and call the cops if you see anything bad. And really, it's it's important to protect, to protect the children from these. Educate young kids. Let them know. That there's a difference between happy clowns that you see on TV or at the circus, and these killer clowns. Tell them that these aren't. You got to tell the kids that these are not normal clowns. That these are sick people, sick and evil um, extremists. Now, with that being said, since we had a um, white rapper, right, hi, a white hip hop artist on our show tonight, and there's, um, I want people might be wondering where are my thoughts on the insane clown posse's who are two white hip hop artists. And they dress from clown outfits. They have been accused of being a hate group in the past. Or correction, their fan base, the Juggalos, have been accused of being a hate group in the past. I do not believe they are a hate group. That They have been decriminalized over the years. There have been people that have done bad things and then claim that they were fans of the same clown posses. The band have shot these people down. Um, They say they have nothing to do with these people. And I believe them. And the Juggalo fan base, they are mostly peaceful. Like, they are strange. I do believe they are strange. They have their strange behaviors that that are um, kooky, and they have their little festivals. But they are not murderers. They're not a hate group. Um, Yes, they have known to disassociate anyone that do these heinous acts and say that they are fans of the St. Clown Posse. Um, They know not to... Um, do bet I think, I really think a, a fan a Juggalo fan does know not to break the law, and live a peaceful life more often than not. So there are my thoughts. So I do not criminalize that band or their fan base. Um, really, yeah. So yes. So please be alert of killer clowns when the opportunity arises. I want you to be safe. I want you to live happy lives. It's October, as I do this show. It's, the, it's so it's a Halloween haunted house festival season. Um, live your happy life. And then go on to celebrate Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, Hanukkah, any holiday that you celebrate. Depends on what your faith is. You know, we're about to enter a good time of the year where the magic happens. Level Ohio's on fire. So until next time, Johnny Woods and police departments who have to deal with these killer clowns, that's the way it is.